Hey guys, this is Two Day Hangover with Hannah Elson, a podcast that streams every Monday with topics ranging from navigating post-grad, how to live a damp lifestyle, and general advice from a mid-20s gal that's still learning. This podcast is a space to be honest with ourselves, have fun while doing it, and try our best to avoid the two-day hangover. Grab a mocktail and enjoy. Hello, welcome to episode four of season two of the two-day hangover podcast. As promised, I have an Austin current resident, but she's kind of from absolutely everywhere a little bit, (laughs) but on the line is... I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> Gazi Musa. Okay, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, sure, why not? My name's Gazi Musa, and I am... You know what I was just about to do? What? <laughs> I was just about to say I'm a two-time Ivy League champion, and I don't know where that came from. Wait, can you say that? But, like, I don't know why that... Like, I must have just written that in, like, something. But my name's Gazi Musa, and I live in Austin, Texas. I am an Austin, Texas content creator. And a two-time champion. And a two-time Ivy League <laughs> champion, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm i originally from the Midwest, lived in Wisconsin for 16 years, then moved to Seattle. I've lived everywhere, but I'm an influencer marketer, and on the side, I content create and have a podcast so yeah yes. a little bit about me love it yeah we actually met remember when we <laughs> yeah. met actually it was probably like kind of a year ago on it was like a La Colombe or am I pronouncing it I don't right? even I don't know what to say I still La Colombe don't whatever know. it may be <laughs> thanks for the invite to the event yeah. and I just saw in the little like hi my name is <laughs> yeah. TikToker and I was like oh I should probably introduce myself to more people and because like we both yeah. kind of had first started posting and yeah you just... know why okay so i originally that's funny that you said that because i originally didn't have tiktoker on my thing and i saw yours like from afar like i saw that yours said tiktoker so yeah. i rewrote my name tag <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, really I was like oh i should own this <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing honestly i think that's a big bonus of austin though yeah. like everyone's really really nice when it comes to what's that phrase i guess like it's kind of you can be a bigger fish in a smaller Smaller pond or whatever when it comes to networking with content creators like I feel like everyone's really really nice here and supportive so I wasn't really worried about going up to you which maybe I will be more but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's been nice but anyway and then we go on coffee dates and yeah yeah, Gazi just has a lot of really cool perspectives when it comes to just being an athlete and how that affects just the balance of your life and mental health and everything like that. So we will get into that as well. I also, if you don't follow her already, also, your TikTok is just your name, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Same as your Instagram. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll put your app on like all the links of this episode and everything like that too. But I, of course, even though I try to watch every single video, sometimes TikTok doesn't push your friend stuff. No, it doesn't. Which is, makes it really hard to yeah. keep up and everything like that for engagement and such. <laughs> so I had to do a deep dive stock, obviously, last night <laughs> our conversation. <laughs> and I really, really liked one of your recent TikToks, too, that was about not niching down. Mm. And so I wanted you, I know that's, like, not what we were planning on focusing on talking yeah. about, but I wanted you to kind of explain your perspective because yeah. I thought it was really different. And it's something that stresses me out about not doing, and I get kind of jealous of hyper growth but like it's kind of we've talked about this just trusting the process of 
content. So yeah, curious from your perspective, especially because you literally work in influencer marketing. Yeah. So it's interesting. I originally, like on TikTok, everyone's like, you need to be like the first two years, I feel like 2020 to 2021, everyone's like, Mm -hmm. niche down, niche down, pick a niche, stick with it. Like that's how you find growth. And that was always really challenging for me because I was like, well, I'm not just one thing. Like Mm -hmm. I am, there's so many spokes to my wheel. And like what, what I mean by that is like everyone has like a wheel that makes them and makes them holistic and like you're a mom. Well, no, I'm not a mom, but like like, you could be a mom. Yeah. You're a mom Tito. I'm a daughter and I'm a runner and I'm a content creator and I'm an influencer Mm -hmm. marketing manager and all these different things. And like one thing that I did when I was in college is I put all my like eggs in one basket of like, I'm an athlete. Mm -hmm. So then post-grad, I was really like lost a lot of my identity and had to rebuild. What does it mean to be holistically me? And so that relates to niching down because you're so much more than one thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're so much, I'm so much more than a black girl in Austin, Texas. There's other things of me that make me me that like you can show on TikTok. And it's, I feel like for me, TikTok is less about like this, I'm trying to like, have hyper growth really quickly and more about like how can I find people that are relating to me but also kind Mm -hmm. of share who I am and like the different parts of me and like be okay with not everyone relating to that but there will be people out there that do relate to that and like Mm -hmm. find community from like the content that I create but less about having this like massive growth and more about like having fun finding things that like I enjoy and like expressing that well you made a lot of amazing points so I'll touch on a few (laughs) (laughs) that was a really great example but I feel like also and I think this kind of example of being worried about whether to niche down or not even though we're talking about social media I feel like it also is just kind of a representation of how we think people view us because that's essentially what we as content creators are trying to do like we're trying to get people to like us which can be kind of toxic as well and so when you niche down and narrow yourself down to your point you can kind of start convincing yourself that you're only that person and that's like when it gets dangerous so that's why I've always strayed away from that but I will be honest that sometimes I really struggle mentally with when I do post something that's I would say I kind of have I show my wheel and I show the couple other all the different spokes to use your analogy but I think that sometimes when I even go outside of that even slightly I get really insecure that like people won't like me anymore off of one video yeah and it's so interesting that I'm worried about that and so I've worked on it obviously and I enough to be able to analyze that and be honest with myself so now it's a lot more to your point of focusing on like okay I'm showing me unapologetically and the benefit of that is the more you show your true self and all of your the facets of yourself and just who you are, the more that people will understand you and want to be with you and yeah. get value out of that, even if it's a slower process. I 100% agree. And I feel like on your point, too, of just, like, all the facets of you, like, I remember I posted a video about, like, the death row trend and how I, like, mm-hmm. didn't, like, didn't like that trend. And I, like, had so much anxiety about posting that video because I was, like, this is outside of, like, my normal content of, like, day in the lives and, like, running and, like, just, like, some adding value or adding education in a way that I don't normally do. And I was, like, no, you know what? I'm going to post it because, like, this is how I'm feeling and this is how I'm expressing myself. And, like, mm-hmm. like one part of me, like, that I, like, don't actually talk a lot about is, like, from a social justice perspective of, like, being a black woman in America, being a black woman in Austin and, like, what that looks like and like, the education aspect that you oftentimes have to do 
in that respect, but like it's something that I haven't like addressed or talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. And so like posting that I was like, uh, is this like on brand for me? And I was like, no, like this is part of my identity, like of being a black person in America. And so like, posting that for me, I was like a little nervous and I posted it and it did, it performed well in the sense of like, people are like, oh wait, I agree with this point. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I had to get out of my own head of, I can't like have anxiety about this in terms of like posting and realizing that like, there's so many facets to you and like, just express them, like figure out ways to express them best. Definitely. And realizing that you just being you is what's value to someone is really cool. And I feel like just makes it all worth it. Okay. I did want to go back to what you said earlier when you were explaining how you felt like your identity was a little bit lost Mm -hmm. when you went from being a college athlete and a two-time Ivy League (laughs) champion (laughs) to graduating and kind of feeling like you lost your identity. I definitely have some friends that were college athletes that felt like they went through the same thing. So I guess how was that initial feeling and what were some of the steps you took to get through that? I said this is going to be more of a conversation now I'm like interviewing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. But I think it's interesting. I feel like for me the biggest thing was being a college athlete and being a runner for 14 years of my life, like high intensity, like training and then going to like literally nothing. I had to be like, okay, who am I? And like, what do I like to do? What do I do for fun? Because my entire fun was like track and like social mm-hmm. and college and then moved to a really big city. So it was like, I kind of put all my eggs in one basket of being like, Oh, I'm a beauty marketer. And then for me, I was like, wait, I don't actually like, I like beauty, but I'm like, not like, that's not my path big passion makeup is not my Mm -hmm. big passion so I was like oh no who am I what do I like to do what do I do on the weekends and I kind of in the first couple months of living in New York was just lost in the sauce like Mm -hmm. I was highly anxious constantly having panic attacks at work didn't want to go to work like there was I was doing like a sales like marketing rotation where we'd have to travel around the inner like the travel on the tri-state area and like there was a point where I just stopped going like I literally stopped I was just so depressed and so anxious. I was like, if I stay in the city, I literally am not going to survive. Like, mm-hmm. was just so down in, in like, myself. Because I was like, who am I? Like, I don't know who I am. And I don't feel like I can really find myself here and, like, feel overwhelmed. So I literally had to literally leave New York City. Like, mm-hmm. I packed up my stuff, left. Then COVID hit. And everyone's like, oh, my God, everyone's going home. Like, fun, fun, fun. And I was like, no, no, no I'm not coming back to New York. Like, I, this is not, like, a fun, fun, fun <laughs> yeah, thing for like, me. I'm, like, actually, like, leaving. And had to, like, really go home and, like, quit my job. Started a completely new job. Had to reset, remind myself who I was in a lot of ways. And that was, like, a really hard time for me. But it was the best time, I think, of my life. And learned so much about myself. And, like, how to recreate movement. Because with college track... You were practicing every single day of the week. Of the week, like preseason, you get a day off, but like in season, you're practicing every single day. You're traveling, like your life revolves around track, and also you just don't like you're moving because you like it, but it's mm-hmm. less about like liking the sport and more of like you're getting work done. Like you're, it's a job. Right. So I had to really change how I saw movement and like running and figure out what was balanced for me and what does movement look like for me. Really focused on my mental health, saw a therapist every single day, or not every day, every week. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be expensive. Yeah, yeah, I no, wish I could. So expensive. Saw my therapist every single week and realized that like, I need to move in order for my mental health. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to do in order for my mental health. I need to like be creative for my mental health. So I had to like reset like 
who I was and what my identity was right. and like going to Seattle and like having that year to like sit and like figure it out was like the most rewarding thing for me. Change I ended up changing industries. I ended up like starting a podcast. I just was able to kind of find myself again outside of track. That's amazing. So what do you think beyond that? A lot of, we kind of were talking about this when we had coffee recently. But you were explaining just kind of also the transition from redefining movement. I think that's really interesting. I was by no means ever an athlete. In fact, I got cut from multiple teams. sports. It's okay. I have a little bit. It's okay. I'm over it. But I kind of had some issues with like over exercising Mm -hmm. my senior year of high school that led into my freshman year of college. And it definitely was, like, the root of some, like, trigger warning eating issues. And so it took me so many years to even understand that I could actually do a workout class or walking and then I actually enjoyed like I would just force myself into really, really high intensity workout classes, probably way too many days a week. I'd be exhausted, not fueling my body the right way because I wasn't educated on how to fuel it and everything like that. And so then by just like a few years later, I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't fully unpack the transition from dealing with that and understanding that like I didn't have a good connection on what movement meant to me. Like it was either I was sitting here and guilty or doing excessive workouts. So I think that the ability to actually want to for lack of a better phrase move for you is so much easier said than done and it takes like a lot of practical steps so I guess like what in that exact experience led you to like be able to analyze movement in a different way and then also I mean you can introduce this yourself too but you were what I was going to say that you were talking about was how you've transitioned from what is it like the short twitch oh like short from like sprints sprinting to to now training yeah because you're training for a half you might do a marathon yes yeah which is like a huge mental switch yes yeah so yeah I guess that's kind of two questions in one but yes to answer your question on like from a movement perspective of like practical steps, I feel like I had to stop moving literally to figure out what Mm -hmm. I like to do because I didn't work out like literally for work. We got, if we went to the Equinox two times a month, we got like a 50% off deal with Equinox for like the company I was at. I literally would go by the end of my time in New York, I would go get a smoothie and leave. Like that (laughs) is what I did because I was like, I can't move. Like I just simply can't do it. I don't want to be forced to run. I don't want to be forced to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I can't do it. So I had to like stop moving in order to figure out what do I actually like doing that is movement. Like Mm -hmm. maybe that means walking the trail. Maybe that means going to a soul cycle class. Like I had to like understand what gets me mentally like in a place where I can move or where I can like work throughout the day. So that was how I kind of took it from there of like I had to completely stop to even figure out what I liked. Mm -hmm. And once I like started to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like, I started to then also from your point of like feeling your body, think about like how to feel my body in the right way. Because with track and with collegiate athletes or collegiate athletics and sports, you like your brain just gets so warped on like nutrition and all these different things and like right. I struggled with a lot with eating so it was like trying to figure out how to be the best version of myself and like show up the best for myself 
in ways that I wanted to show up. And then your point, what was your second point? Just on the transition then of, I guess, running specifically and like the mental switch from the sprinting to the long distance running. Yeah. So that was a big one because I post-college had, when I lived in Seattle, had a short stint where I was training with my old coach and thought I was going to start training again sprinting Mm -hmm. and be like semi-professional because I have dual citizenship and then I decided like no that's actually not what I want to do because I had a really good senior year I battled through injury my entire four years of college and then senior year I was finally getting back to the time Mm -hmm. I was running freshman year so I was like oh well do I want to do this and I was like no I really actually don't necessarily want to do that so I was like well I can't sprint in the real world like yeah post-college like what does that look like and Running for me had always been a big passion that I just, you just feel free. You feel free. You feel like you're, after you're done running, I feel like it's always like whether it's your training for something or you're running sprints or you're jogging, like you just feel like you've accomplished something, even Mm -hmm. if it's so small. So I knew like running was always going to be a big part of my life. And then I was like, well, this is something that I want to accomplish. Like, I want to be able to run a half marathon. Like, I've always been a sprinter, and I've never run over a mile in my life. My, up until I was, like, literally 21, 22, had never run more than a mile in my life. So I was like, well, I should probably, like, train mm-hmm. for this or figure that out. So I decided I wanted to run the Seaweeds 2020, like, virtual half marathon. And I started just running. And I just remember being like, oh my goodness, this is like taking forever. (laughs) I was like running a mile. I was like, okay, we're done. No, like it's so hard. Yeah. Like it's so mentally, like if you're not mentally there, like you're not. You have to like relax your mind and just be like, I'm going to pick up my legs right now. Exactly. And one thing I told myself is just keep moving. Like Mm -hmm. that is something that like no matter how fast I'm going, if I'm literally just walking, like just keep moving to get myself to like get in the mindset of wanting to do it then all of a sudden I was like okay great ran a half marathon and then ran Austin the Austin half last year which was hills all I have to say is hills, <laughs> like straight hills <laughs> like so hard yeah choose your destination wisely exactly but for me it was just like honestly figuring out like that also running helps my mental health and like knowing that I was like okay I need to get back into running in some capacity And so it ended up being distance running. Yeah, I actually, this is really random, but so I told you this, but I changed for the LA marathon just because my brother, my best friend and I promised each other when we were like really drunk at our college bar and I'm just very competitive as well, but like emotionally competitive, (laughs) not really like physically competitive. And so obviously had to do it. And when I was training, it was like the winter of Wisconsin and I was just like suffering from really bad anxiety, depression as well, just was not on it mentally. And I think that running actually just like carried me through, but also I think I was only able to let go because my mental health was so bad because like I would just be like, oh great, now I can relax. So it is really beautiful that it can do that. But I remember my therapist at the time, different one, but she told me she was like anytime you really want to relax your mind and you're on a run count different things or like i forget exactly what it was but it was like connecting and like making sure your brain was still kind of engaged while you were running to just kind of like be aware of your surroundings and I, it's not like I spy with my little eye, so yeah. I'm kind of watching exactly what it was. Maybe I'll just have to follow up on this. But it was essentially like, oh, 
It was counting like things that you like smelled, saw, felt. So feeling could be like wind in your hair. Wow. <laughs> and I was just about to start quoting Taylor Swift. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then like smelling and everything like that. And then when you get home from the run to like write it down. And oh. it's like a silly little game, but it's really good for your just like senses and awareness. I think that's also because specifically for me, she knew that my, a lot of root of my anxiety was like really tensing up. So yeah. maybe she just wanted me to like dumb it down so much to the extent of yeah. literally just like so you're not complete relaxing. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, my point was, it's just like so crazy how much movement can fully benefit but then also there are some days where I'm a strong believer to your point that you have to stop moving. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I know that if I go to a workout class some days, it would probably solve a lot of my problems. But then also I'm like, well, so when sitting here with my cat drinking this poppy and like yeah. watching this Netflix show. So I'm like pretty intuitive now with that, but it's taken a long time. No, same. And I feel like it's like you need rest in order to keep mm-hmm. moving. You have to rest necessary like there can't you can't keep moving every single day without some sort of rest Mm -hmm. so I think I'm a big believer in rest I don't think I was ever taught about rest days I think because I wasn't an athlete I didn't really understand that so like when I started working out a lot I would just be like oh if I don't hit seven days a week like I'll do six and then I'll do like double workout on six like I was literally did not understand that my body was never having a point to like catch up yeah which is kind of crazy which I even think I sometimes feel like athletes don't even like understand arrest itself too Mm -hmm. because from an athlete perspective of like you're going hard all these days and like yeah you have a rest your physical rest could not be a mental rest Mm -hmm. like it depends on what rest you're looking for because your point it's like it's your job yeah on your mind so it's like how you like resting complete rest physically and mentally emotionally spiritually like i feel like are all important pieces of the rest puzzle if that makes sense definitely yeah that is so now do you think that you could ever now that you are doing so much long distance do you think you could go back to track in like a theoretical (laughs) i guess world (laughs) honestly i do like equinox's precision run class and that has a lot of sprinting in it. I vibe. I one time I, did it a couple of treadmills <laughs> down. <laughs> very embarrassing. Oh, I remember that. I was like, oh, look at me. <laughs> I vibe with that because, like, there's moments where we're sprinting and I, like, literally feel alive. I'm like, I'm a sprinter again. Yes. It's so great. But I don't think I can sprint off a treadmill. I simply don't think my body can sprint off a treadmill. Like, if I, if I was being chased, like, if I was going to die and I was being chased, I 1,000% can sprint. But, like, I don't think my muscles are working Wait, that what do you anymore. mean? Oh, off of a treadmill. I was imagining that, like, you were saying that, like, you could like, <laughs> beat the treadmill thing. No, no, no. Like, I was like, is this a turn? If I have to sprint on a track, I don't know, like... Okay, yeah, I could do it. And, like, I do train, like, one day a week with, like, track-type workouts. But they're not, per se, like, sprinting, sprinting. Yeah. Tempo. Definitely. That makes yeah. sense. So how, okay, this is the hardest thing for me, and I'm very transparent about this. I'm horrible with, like, routine. I've been better about, do you, can you say where you work? Yeah, Athletic Greens. Yeah, okay, I was like, (laughs) because sometimes you don't want to, like, say exactly where you work, you know? Oh, I guess you do on your TikTok, so that's fine. I yeah. don't. I will try to keep that, but because it's I not really as I interesting. I recently was, like, weird about that because I made a TikTok about Athletic Greens because this girl was like, dude, don't lie. Like, is it actually good? And I was yeah. like, well, seeing as that's my employer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I, like, I'm not sure how I feel. Like, I'm like, 
Yes, but then I also don't want that to be my complete identity and associating no, with totally. personal. No, totally. I don't know. Okay, well, I am trying to... I've been drinking that for approximately two days since I opened Love it. The Love it. And I've gotten a skincare routine going well. But other than that, it's... I don't know why, but it's very hard for me to get the routine of waking up before work and working out. Like I'll have like maybe a day of week I'll do it. Like I did it this morning, but sometimes it's just hard for me. So it's like, how do you align and be like so consistent with, so for instance, a lot of her TikToks are the day in the life. And I would say the majority of them, you have a pretty great routine. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, when you have, I feel like I have everything going for me to be able to get to that routine. Like I'm constantly working on my mental health. I like have energy, even on like weekends, I have energy to be able to do stuff because I'm not like drinking heavily or whatever. So I can like wake up the next day after a night out, go work out. But sometimes I just like still am not fully there. So for someone like me, what I guess would your advice be on like getting that routine? And then also, cause what inspired me is cause like whenever you'll post your long runs, I'm like, how'd you do that in your day? <laughs> <laughs> cause I did it in college, yeah. but like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how to like, you know, kind of Start. bracket the day now yeah. in a better way. I would say this is my biggest thing. And I'm, to be honest and transparent, it wasn't until like these last two years that I've really been able to like create routine in my life Mm -hmm. because I'd always like oh I want to do all these things like I'm getting there to like have routine but not be there Mm -hmm. and for me the biggest thing is one surprisingly making day in the life TikToks help me be in routine because I'm like okay I need to make my bed okay I need to like brush my teeth and I think also habit stacking is something that I recently have been doing a lot of and like have been doing it for like a year and a half but Mm -hmm. just now put a name to it so essentially take for example, showering and brushing your teeth. Like right. two things you do every single day. In between those things, put things that you want to do. After I brush my teeth, I will do my skincare routine. After I do my skincare routine, I will take a shower. After I take a shower, I'll make my bed. Mm-hmm. So like putting habit stacking and like writing down your routine, having automatic already like built in habits in between like habits that you want to develop helps you to then get in the habit of making those automatic habits or not automatic habits more automatic if that makes sense yeah no it does I feel like I can prioritize kind of emotional habits and I talk about it on my TikTok a lot but I think in retrospect they're kind of essentially more like mini goals that you just accomplish persistent like consistently and when it comes to actual like physical daily habits that's where like I was saying, I need to work on. But to your point, I think I was subconsciously habit stacking when it came to the skincare because like I would do it right when I would brush my teeth. And it's so true that it's like, even if you need to force yourself in silly ways, I'm right now trying to drink more water. So like I'll put my water bottle, like I have two different ones, one on my bedside and then one that's like right next to when I open the fridge in the morning. And it's because I, for some reason, just can't get an emotional attachment to a water bottle. I wish yeah. I could be one of those girls, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. My friend was like, you Same. just like cups. I'm like, I love cups. Can't <laughs> a girl just like cups? But, <laughs> but so anyway, so it's like sometimes you literally need like as physical as a cue. Yeah. But that's really good advice too, because it's like also I take medication every morning and I, well, hopefully most days remember <laughs> yeah. to take it. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not so good, but I think that that's such good advice. And wait, did you come up with that term? No, I love, I learned it from everyone needs to go read 
literally James Clear Atomic Habits. Okay, I was like, you're going to say Atomic Habits. Because I, my coach, gave that to me literally four years ago, and I left it on the shelf, hadn't read it, like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what, maybe this year I'll read Atomic Habits. And I, like, always had heard quotes from James Clear and was like, oh, that's a good one. But I never read the book. Life-changing. I have note pages that I can send you on, like, just things it talks about. Because it talks about cues and the importance of Mm -hmm. cues. It talks about your environment, like, habit stacking. It also talks about just, like, how you set yourself up. And one thing, too, is, like, a two-minute, like, rule aspect. So creating a ritual that takes less than two minutes that's going to get you to do that habit. So for me, like... I, for some strange reason, in the last two weeks, have just struggled to run. Like, mm-hmm. it's just been, like, a chore instead of, like, something I'm excited about to do, excited about doing. And so, like, my two-minute thing to do before I'm running is put on my shoes. Accomplishing just putting on my shoes helps me to then be like, okay, I can mm-hmm. do it. Something easy, something mindless. Like And the cue could be leaving your shoes out. Yes, less minutes. than two yeah. minutes. That you're like, okay. Like, whether it's, like, before, like, let's say you want to work out the next morning, but you need motivation. Like, leaving picking out your mm-hmm. workout outfit like that helps me to want to get up in the morning and work yeah. out because i'm like oh i have a cute workout outfit on yeah like <laughs> things like that that's why there's always a return on investment and yeah. buying cute sets. exactly no okay. i literally am so like i believe in that so strongly that if i have like a 5 p.m workout like you best i will be putting that on at 8 a.m yeah like, <laughs> yeah i don't know why but i like despise changing my clothes oh same like, i don't no, like literally same. the concept you know what else i don't like Showering. I shower every day. <laughs> I really do. I'm very clean, but I don't like it. Like, I don't find self-care in showering. Wait, really? Isn't that so weird? Yeah. I've never really said that out loud, I don't think. I feel like <laughs> I... I don't know why, but, like, showering, I just, like... I like, I'm a, like, shower burner. I will put the water on the highest of yeah. heat and, like, burn my skin, which is, like, not good. But, like, it just is soothing. <laughs> shower burner. Yeah. It's, like, a sketch term. I know. Actually, after I said that, I was like, I hope that's, like, not, like, an urban dictionary term. <laughs> that, that, no, like, it's, like, actually something bad. It literally most <laughs> definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. I think it, like, also, like... Okay, this is one thing I do hate, though. The reason why I work out in the morning, I simply don't know how the girlies, I don't know how you do it and work out at 5 o'clock. How? You've just gone through an entire day. Like, I have to wear out in the morning because I'm half asleep. I literally, as I'm working out, I'm waking up. So you like that feeling of waking up. So I always yeah. thought that all these morning people, whenever <laughs> I go to the class, I'm like, y'all are up. Like, you're enjoying this. No. You wake up a little I'm bit I'm half too. asleep. So wow. then it doesn't feel like waking up. <laughs> or it doesn't feel like working out because I'm half asleep. Like, if I go on oh, a morning yeah. run, the first four miles, three miles, I'm asleep. Like, I'm not awake. So, like, I'm not actually, like, awake. So it makes it easier. And <laughs> it's funny, I talked to my coworker about this today, like literally yesterday, because she was like, I don't understand how people can go work out after work, like after a long day, because your brain is fully, like, you know you're working out. Versus yeah. when you're, when it's in the morning, you're still asleep. Like, you're not still asleep, you're mm-hmm. awake. You're just waking up, so it's like waking you up, you know? No, that's such a good point. I feel like I always just felt guilty mm-hmm. that I was still tired and still waking up. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I could be fresh-minded, maybe... All these people are just on a bunch of pre-workout. No, they're not fresh-minded. <laughs> I swear half the people that work out in the morning are still asleep. They're just like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we cute. love it. How cute. I love that. We have talked about kind of your journey with wellness and 
how that kind of contributes to mental health and your athletic journey so far. And it inspired me to ask again because I asked you if you would ever go back to like more focusing on track and everything. But also just as you kind of have the habits and the day-to-day Are you also, do you have a vision of kind of where you want to be in a few years when it comes to like being a athlete still and like what those goals are and also just like with how you want to transcend like these habits that you're building now? I guess it's kind of like a workaround way of saying, where do you want to be in five years? But like, do you know what I mean? Like when you prioritize these day-to-day habits, like how does that kind of lead you into also thinking of like where you want to be in the long term? Yeah, that's a really good question. And you know what is interesting? Because every single year I do a vision board. And mm-hmm. this year, in the last two years especially, I've done a vision board. And then I do a best year yet deck. And then I do, I create my habits and routines. Or I like look at them. So oh, cool. based on like the visions that I have, I then break them down into like, what does that look like? Then I break it down into like, routines and habits that I want mm-hmm. to ladder into that. So in terms of like daily routine aspects, I think for me, like even thinking of like a simple example of my morning and like my morning and night routine, that for me represents a consistent person. And Mm -hmm. like, I just want to be more consistent in like all aspects of my life. So like, that's something that I, well, that's like a year goal of like where I want to be. I just want to be a more consistent person. And then that translates to like TikTok and that translates to podcasting. If I have a consistent morning routine, then it helps me be consistent throughout my day and get the things in the non-negotiables that I need to do throughout the day done. When it comes to like, and maybe I'm answering this, tell me if I'm answering this in the right way. But when it comes to like other things that I do from a like habits perspective of like whether it's like TikToking every single day or like running every single day, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I realized how many, like, in college, post-collegiate, how much I struggled with my identity and how much I struggled with what this movement looked like. Mm -hmm. That, like, a big reason why, like, I talk about movement and talk about wellness is because I realized there's a lot of women out there that don't know what that looks like or don't know how to create that or want to create a wellness routine and want to be, like, holistically their, their best self but don't know what that looks like. So I feel like for me... I want to be an inspiration to like girls and other women as to how to do that and like it doesn't have to look perfectly it doesn't have to be this like tiffany box like you could literally start off with like waking up at the same time every day it can be as simple as that to create consistency and routine in your life that will overall help your mental health emotional health like physical health there's just so many benefits to your wellness with like creating routines having like consistency in that respect So I feel like, long story short, my goal, I've always wanted in a lot of ways, like, to, like, speak and talk about this kind of stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. share, like, from my experience and hear about other people's experience. So, like, I think my ultimate goal with all, everything that I do is just inspire people to take, because wellness itself can kind of be, like, this overwhelming, like, how am I going to be well, like, what does wellness look like? Like, it can be this overwhelming thing, and it looks so different for everyone that I want to be another example of, like, wellness not being the perfect, like, it girl Tiffany box, if that makes sense. Yeah, most definitely. I think kind of that kind of transcends one of the first TikToks I feel like I ever saw of yours. And I definitely will say I really resonate with what you're saying because I feel like it's you're able to see that in your content and what you say in general because a lot of times like I was making fun of myself but it's true if you see something that's like a little bit 
too overarching almost of a term it gets so overwhelming that someone's like oh that can't be me like that's just not me good for you that's awesome but like it can't be me but I think the way that you're approaching the way you give advice around wellness is like really important to see as well because even though obviously when we see when I was seeing a TikTok on this recently so this is kind of a side note so it's like when I see someone that's like the it girl or like the clean girl and it's like the um really aesthetic girl I'm like okay you did that beautifully that's beautiful content like that's just not me (laughs) and I can't achieve that it took me a long time to realize someone was always like oh my gosh I want to be like that but I think that even just taking little pieces of advice and being able to realize that like you can take what benefits you and like kind of like you were saying analyze your non-negotiables and continue to create your identity around that in like a really positive and also focused on your just health and wellness in general way how do you I guess off of that choose your non-negotiables that's a good one so I have a habit tracker which I encourage everyone to get because it has literally changed my life because every single day... Like on your phone? No, like literally on a sheet. It's like a TikTok oh. video. I downloaded the entire thing. <laughs> and then I accidentally sent it to like five of my friends. And it's like, probably shouldn't have that. But anyways, it's like a habit tracker. And you take... I took all my goals and visions. Mm-hmm. And then I put them into like daily, monthly, weekly habits. Okay, cool. And then every single month, like every single day, depending on like what my morning routine is, like my night routine, like what I want to get done for the week is in my habit tracker so then Mm. I just little check them off so it feels like I'm like accomplishing something like if I do one thing of my routine because it's just like oh yeah I can check that off but that's kind of how I break things down and create non-negotiables and some of my non-negotiables like for this month my non-negotiable was that I need to like update my registration I still have my Washington license plates like Literally yeah. two years expired. Like, I really need to figure that out. So, that was my junior and non-negotiable. So, I literally <laughs> booked an appointment. But, of course, my appointment was yesterday. Uh, and it was closed. But then I booked another appointment in March. But, like, that was a non-negotiable. It's booked. Yes, it's booked. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So, it's like figuring out the Dad, things that I... Us, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I booked mine. We can but book I'm it moving. together. We can... Oh, Don't yeah. Never it. mind. Sorry. <laughs> never never did it. Wow, you really? Yeah, yeah. That's like actually impressive though, because I always, I'm not gonna lie, always get so nervous when I'm driving. I literally have had this heightened like sense of like, are there police around? Because my like my Washington license like literally says or like plates literally say September 2021. <laughs> like it is fully 2023. Like well, I need to run something horrible. What? So my car didn't start in November. Oh no. <laughs> I've just left it. I know. Wait. It's in the garage. I just haven't touched it. No. Because I know when I take it in, it's going to cost a lot, and I just uh, want to sell yeah. it. So I want to, like, take it in, pay for whatever. Yeah. And, or just, like, honestly, or just start it and give it to CarMax. and Smart. be like, Because someone told me that they did that, and it was better. Yeah. But anyway, that's my side note. Wait. I'm really so admitting like, a lot of things. Don't like showering. How, <laughs> do, you, how do you get places? Shoelace Express, baby. What's Shoelace Express? My feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I literally thought. I was like, oh my God, is that new Uber? <laughs> the Metro. The Metro. The so Express. smart. Yeah, well, Uber is well. moving in. Yeah, I'm prepping for New York. No, you saying. literally, you were prepping for New York. Yeah, but. <laughs> Wait, uh, Shoelace Express. I'm going to put yeah. that on my back pocket. That was <laughs> that, 
That was good. No, I was like, I feel like ever since my breakup, I'm like so independent and like yeah. so good at all these things. But when it comes down to the car, oh my goodness, I'm a stereotypical like need a man woman. Yeah, it's no. so bad. Wait, like actually, when my tires were bad, like he would do it for me. It's see, so bad. I don't want to do a tire. Like someone needs to write a course. Yeah. Someone needs to make a TikTok. But like about maybe that. just let that be their thing. No, yeah, actually, you're right. Honestly, because I I don't want to touch tire grease. Like, yeah. no, thank you. And you know what's funny? Because my roommate actually she did the exact same thing. <laughs> like her car would not start, and she <laughs> she like t- it took her like eight months. To like, yeah. Finally, figure out figure like out. that she needs. To no, get, it's like to get, get the courage. It's so <laughs> to hard. Out like, how to get you it have back. to like, like it. It's hard. Yeah, but also I feel like I have so many independent qualities that I'm like, exactly. okay, if this is my one. You know what do they call it? Fatal flaw. Yeah, that's I'll fine. Take it. That's such I'll like, a, and it. that's such a mild fatal flaw. Like, you know what I mean? like yeah, I'm like that is my only flaw. <laughs> like, that you get that straight. If that's that, then okay, great. We're doing so well. <laughs> no, literally, I'm like, I really put us on a tangent there for a second, <laughs> yeah. but I like Shoelace Express. That <laughs> is getting me. That's really but where we me. got it from is the non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You check it off. I think that's like honestly important i feel like i like also what you said way earlier about the fact that like tiktok keeps you honest with that yeah i think that my content isn't like super consistent i just speak into it and see how it goes which (laughs) i love that about you but like Like, at the same time i feel like it allows me to be my own therapist because i'm like okay i'm gonna give these people my advice that i need advice on too or whatever yeah I think that having the consistency with, like, routine is so, so valuable. And I think that's something that, like, even during this conversation I learned from. So, yeah, you have a gift. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. (laughs) I was going to say, I love, like, literally you, like, talking to the camera and you telling me to talk to the camera inspired me to talk to the camera. Because I would literally never do, like, I started my day in the lives with just, like, sound like the trending sound in the background Mm -hmm. and like wouldn't speak would just like show what I'm doing and then I like started to add like we had that conversation Mm -hmm. when we were at where was it greater goods and yeah just speak to the camera and so then I started to like actually talk like do a voiceover Mm -hmm. and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna do a get ready with me because if Alex Earl can do a get ready with me I do get ready with me and then like here we are it's like people want to get yeah well good I'm glad people want to get to know you and I think it's like I saw actually someone was analyzing because I forget the girl's name, but she's like really, I don't know, she's like really, really hot takes in just like a sound and they're really funny and they're kind of like insane. I forget who she is, but anyway, someone was analyzing it and they were like, I literally just want to shout at her to speak because her content's so good. She already like made it to, I think it was like 50K in like a day really fast. Well, not a day, but you get my point. They were like, just speak. And it's so true because I just love the way that content is moving with that because also like to your point again, what you were saying earlier with like being able to kind of inspire someone that like might've not been able to like put the words to something or been able to like see someone do something that they've always wanted to do but didn't think they were capable of doing even if it's like a day-to-day task like doing your skincare like and just talking about that experience or being vulnerable like I think is always valuable if it's like in the name of inspiring others but also selfishly inspires yourself (laughs) yeah because it's like when you're able to open up about something so much of it is also vulnerability and vulnerability being Mm -hmm. strength and like being vulnerable in that state of like opening up about something you're either struggling with or something you're working on like so many other people are going through that and then 
you then find so much like comfort and community in that because you're like oh wait I'm not alone in this and I feel like that's a big reason why I was like oh I like want to show like because I think also from like it girl wellness perspective it was very skewed as to one thing and like one type of person and one routine and like all clean all white this is the aesthetic yeah and I think for me I was like well I some of those parts I don't relate to and so does that mean I'm not wellness like I'm not a wellness girly and it's like no not at all like everyone has a wellness routine in themselves like that they can create for themselves and everyone's routine looks really different so it's like me creating content was a way to show that this is my routine doesn't have to be your routine this is just how I do it and these are the things I've seen work for me yeah because the more people that put themselves out there and are vulnerable just like the better I guess all of social media is because it's like yeah anyone can pick and choose what to relate to and that's not I guess like what our content's asking for but like anything that can benefit even if it's a stretch even if it's barely is like powerful I think in itself totally but I love when you're going with this I will wrap us up because I literally could get your advice (laughs) for quite some time and I'm not even (laughs) just saying that and you're gonna hear more because she's talking a lot I'm talking guys I'm talking and you're bringing your podcast back right yes I'm bringing you have a timeline um, my non, my February non-negotiable is I need to book four guests. Okay, cool. This month and have four interviews. Okay, which, so I will be posting that link as well. Yeah, you know I that. think it's gonna be by monthly, so twice a month because I simply don't know how you keep up with doing a podcast every single week. Like literally, <laughs> teach me your ways. Well, I'll have to take a little short intermission when I move for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely time. You just have to, you know, take some of your Sunday. I'm excited for you. I think that'll be awesome. And yeah, everyone, I will put the link and also her Instagram and TikTok. So don't even worry, but you you. should follow her already. Oh, you're so great. My (laughs) hype woman right here. (laughs) Gaslighting people into following you. (laughs) Literally. Okay, well, thanks everyone. We are off to go enjoy our Friday. Do you have any plans? I honestly think I might go to Soho. Slay. Are you continuing dry January? Uh, I have to. I don't know what to do. I, I'm struggling with that because... Wait, we didn't I, even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, she did dry January, yes, everyone. And I'm struggling with that Congrats. because I run a half marathon in two mm-hmm. weeks. So I'm like, what, like, why, like, I don't want to mess up my training or mess up my recovery, but it's also like, I was talking to my friend Jada this today and she's like, well, you could just have two drinks like a weekend and like that's your like that's the limit that you're putting yeah. yourself and I'm like yeah but I need to like yeah yeah we can talk about it but definitely yeah. drinking with intention and like hydration I think for yeah. you hydration is so key and I don't like anytime hydrate. I know I need energy like you bet I'm drinking like three to four waters in between yeah. and you'd be surprised how much then the drink starts to like affect you slower and you yeah. feel more intentional drinking. Like that's what I've been doing the past few weekends. Yeah. Because I've had like longer nights, but I've yeah. put more waters in between. So definitely suggest that as Wait, well as like so an intention. Yeah. It's such a simple habit, yeah. I guess, to know. No, it is. Speaking of, but yeah. like it works. Habit stacking. Yeah. Habit stacking go. with your drinking alcohol. Love that. Matters. But okay. Love you guys. As usual, share with your friends if you don't mind. And rate <laughs> if you don't mind. And yeah, have a great week. Okay, bye. Woo! I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to review and share with your people. It means the world to me. Check me out on Instagram and TikTok. So excited to continue this journey with you all.